Yes. Out uh, to the uh, KDUS hotline, we're now joined by Jay Jaffe of Fangraphs. And Jay, always good to talk to you. Let's start with the new rules. What do you like? And is there maybe something you're not crazy about regarding the new rules and the new uh, the way baseball is played? Um, you know, I'm really, I'm really liking the new pitch clock. I think uh, eliminating 20 to 30 minutes uh, off of the average game time is a step forward, uh, reducing a lot of that dead time. I don't really miss it very much, and uh, um, gives me a little bit of extra time to flip around and, and, and watch other games. And so that that's pretty cool. Um, I'm a little surprised at just how much uh, base running there is. The, the stolen bases with the new rules, uh, less so the the enlarged bags, which hey, that's fine. Uh, than the than the um, uh, limit on the number of pickoff throws you can make. Um, stolen bases are up about 48 percent per game. I'm I'm still trying to wrap my head around this, but I think I like it. Um, the shift rule, eh, I'm a little more ambivalent about, but I guess it's okay. Um, I don't think we've seen huge payouts, but uh, batting average does seem high. Um, I'm a little surprised at uh, how many home runs we've seen so far and do wonder if there's more mischief with the ball afoot right now. Yeah, the old ball, you know, there seems to be intrigue about the baseball every year, the actual baseball itself. So let's get into a couple of these things. You know, how long do you think it might take or will it take uh, a long time for pitchers, catchers, managers, pitching coaches, whoever, uh, all together probably at some point to maybe how, to, how they figure out the, to slow down the, the huge increase in stolen bases? You know, you know, I can see minds thinking, I can see guys like after games and clubhouses or maybe even a tavern somewhere we got to figure out how to slow this down. How long do you think that might happen? That might take, or will it uh, actually happen? I, 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 I honestly don't know. I, you know, I do think that maybe two pickoff, uh, the limit on two throws, uh, might be too too few. Um, but we'll see. There's going to be, you know, I think you really. There's only so many ways you could you could choke that off. You got to get catchers who can throw more quickly. Um, you know, more pitch outs is a possibility, and that's kind of boring. Um, but uh, so I don't know. It's a it's a it's a it's a cat and mouse game. I think that they're you know, and I think some teams actually aren't even running enough right now. Um, you know, they could be taking better advantage of the rules. Um, you know, the stolen base percentages are going up. Um, you know, so teams are leaving uh, runs on the table by not running more often. Is the stolen base is that what's had the biggest impact so far? Or you think there's maybe something else that uh, should be included in that sentence? Well, I do, I do wonder the extent to which the pitch clock is influencing pitcher outcomes. I mean, are, are guys being rushed, and is that, cause, is that causing problems with location and command uh, and stamina? Um, you know, I, I think there's going to be some, you know, some, you know, at the very least some small effect there, but I wonder, you know, how much of, of what we're seeing with the home run, with, say, the increase in home runs, uh, owes to things like that. So, um you know, I, I don't think we have those answers yet. Yeah, one thing I really hadn't even considered with the bigger bases is routine ground balls are seemingly no longer completely routine. So is, is defense even more important than it's been in recent years? Well, I think, you know, I think it, I think it is because obviously, you know, having, having a, a rangier uh, middle infielder that can get across second base um, you know, to cover for uh, you know balls that would have been 
um, gobbled up by the shift, I think is important. Um, you know, likewise for for keeping the the uh, the balls on the grass. We had the um, uh, you know we've we've uh, had our first uh, post shift uh, right field uh, uh, first base assist uh, yesterday. So um, you know having a having a right fielder who can uh, uh, who can come in and make that play very quickly is important as well. Yeah, and uh, right fielders usually have pretty good arms, so there you go. Yeah. Jay Jaffe of Fangraphs, currently in the sports zone. All right, the Diamondbacks. They're 7-4 and four after 11 games against the Dodgers, Padres, and Brewers so far. What's your view of the Diamondbacks, and has it actually changed some after the small sample of 11 games to start the season? Boy, they beat the snot out of the Dodgers, it seemed. Uh, they, uh, they, they certainly looked... Uh, uh, like a better team in in, in this past series than they, than they did in the opening series. Um, I don't know what the Diamondbacks are getting by sending Madison Bumgarner out there every five days, though. Um, I wrote about him after his first start, and he just looks totally, you know, lost or washed up. Um, I know they've got some pitching prospects uh, uh, that they're breaking in and more on the way, and I wonder if uh, they'd be better suited uh, moving those guys into the rotation and uh, – uh, casting Bumgarner adrift because, you know, I know they're paying him the money, but uh, they're not getting anywhere with him right now. And uh, um, other than that, the the, uh, the speed of that outfield is is pretty fascinating. Um, I like what I've seen from Corbin Carroll. Um, you know, I think that there's uh, uh, they're a team, this is a team that can take advantage of the stolen bases. There, looks, I'm looking right now, they're 17 out of 18 in steals, leading the National League. That's a nice little dimension to add. Um you know, I think that they're uh, they're 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 a pretty solid team here. And I think um, in the in the new NL West, where the Dodgers aren't dominant, uh, um, you know, they could be, they could be a factor. All right, so let's get to the Dodgers. You mentioned that uh, the not dominant so far. The reason for concern: they've had some slow starts before, and then just gone. I remember was the one year where they they won. I think they won like thirty nine of forty games or forty five games, and then turned it around, but. Yeah, reason for concern or no big deal with the Dodgers and their so-called slow start here. Yeah, I think it's a reason for concern. Their their starting pitching has been thinned out, uh, both first by choice and then by injuries. I mean, they let a lot of really good players walk this past winter and didn't replace them with, uh, um, you know, with 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 comparable players. They're relying on, um, you know, filling the gaps from within and you know losing Gavin Lux to a to a torn ACL and. Um, you know now their 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 back end starting pitching options uh, from within are thinning out, um, and uh, uh, that bullpen looks shaky. I this is just not a great Dodgers team right now, and I don't I don't expect them to go on any kind of thirty nine and six or whatever run uh, to to suddenly rise to the top of the division. Um, you know they're depending a lot on reclamation projects like Jason Hayward and Trace Thompson in the outfield. James Altman, the rookie, has looked pretty good. Uh, David Peralta, uh, obviously a player you guys know a lot about, uh, not so good so far. Um, and, you know, they've got their stars, um, you know, like uh, Freddie Freeman and Mookie Betts and, and, and uh, Will Smith that are going to keep them afloat. But uh, this is not as deep a lineup as it used to be. And, uh, you know, there's not like the, the cavalry is coming uh, immediately. Okay, on to the Rays we go. They're off to the best start of any team since 1987. How much is this the Rays are good, and how much is it the fact that they played Detroit, Washington, and Oakland the first nine games? I think that, you know, you can't overlook the opponents, but, 
you know, run differential tells us so much, and uh, their run differential is beyond anything we've seen uh, since the start of the 20th century at this juncture. Um, you know, you could beat teams, but beating this badly is, is, is the mark of a really good team. And this is, a, I think, a more powerful raised team than we've seen in the past. In the past. Uh, they lead the majors with, with 25 home runs, and they've only allowed four. Um, this is a stronger rotation than, than I think they've had in quite some time. Um, uh, very lefty-heavy with, Jeff, with Jeffrey Springs and uh, uh, Shane McClanahan, uh, both eating up a lot of innings. And uh, uh, so far, I'm very impressed. Wander Franco, uh, his fly ball rate is up. Uh, I know oh, he's, he's been, young. He, yeah, he's hitting the ball with a lot more authority right now, and I think you know at 22, this is this is a really big step forward for him. Um, you know, already he just played his 162nd game in the major leagues the other day, and uh, it was a bit of five and a half win player so far, broken up over parts of three seasons there with a big injury last year. Um, but uh, yeah, he looks like the real deal and, and showing more power. Um, you know, he's he's uh, going to be one of the best. Another big story last week was the Cardinals' disagreement between Ollie Marmol and also Tyler O'Neill. Should Marmol have been public and called out O'Neill uh, for not playing the Cardinal way? You know, I just, I yeah, I disagreed with that with with that, with that approach. I you know I've I, look, I watched that video several times. I, I mean, you know, Tyler O'Neill wasn't as fast as usual. I don't think that's something you air somebody out about. Um, it didn't look like he made a like a you know a grievous error. It didn't look like he wasn't running hard. He just you know I don't maybe there's something physical going on. Maybe he just didn't get a good as good a read or as good a jump. Uh, to me, I, you know I, I I can't stand managers who air their players out like that and and try to make a show of authority. I, I do wonder um, you know if 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 there's bigger trouble afoot there in, in that Cardinals clubhouse and he needed to do something to. Uh, you know, try to re- regain some some uh, some respect. They're three and seven, so um, you know it, this feels like uh, uh, this feels like the first few drops of blood in the water. I was going to ask something similar to that. You know, is this maybe a, a sign that there might be some issues? I, you, these you know, these things can split a team somewhat uh, yeah. in some cases. Uh, I don't have so any inside that... inform- Yeah, I don't have Go any ahead. inside information, but it, but it, it, it is. You know, it is a red flag when when something like this happens. Especially, you know, losing losing ball clubs tend to air players out in public a lot more than winning ball clubs. Let's yeah. put it that way. <laughs> that is usually the case. You're right. Okay, we're talking with Jay Jaffe of Fangraphs. Okay, I got some random stuff. Let's start with Max Scherzer. Two not so great starts, and then last night five shutout innings, but 90 plus pitches to get through those five innings against the Padres. How do you look at Max through three starts now? Yeah, I'd be a little concerned. It hasn't been great. The walk rate's up, really. Seven blocks in 16 and a third innings. Um, that, that to me, is uh, something I'm a little nervous about. Also, the, the home runs, four home runs allowed so far. But, yes, uh, you know, pulling it together against a strong Padres lineup uh, is, is, is a step forward. There's a lot of pressure on him right now. There's a lot of pressure on all the, all the Mets starters with Justin Verlander and Jose Quintana out. Um, uh, you know, Scherzer's 38. I, I don't think he can be depended on uh, to make you know 30 starts at, at, at a Cy Young caliber right now. Um, you know, I, I do wonder if there's something physically wrong. You know, he's he's gutting it out while everybody else is down, and we'll hear more about it. But uh, uh, it's just wait and see. 
Okay, I'm really going random on this next one. Sonny Gray, now with the Twins. He's been teasing people for years, myself included. Uh, he was a strikeout machine over the weekend against the Astros. Do we believe in Sonny Gray? You know, the talent is the talent is there. I mean, people have thought that the talent was there for a while. Um, staying on the field has been a problem for him. And this is a guy who, you know, was recently as 2019, was an all-star and struck out over 200 hitters. Um but, uh, you know, he made 26 starts in 2021 and 24 last year. And, you know, he's had good numbers, not great numbers, but uh, there's promise there. So, um, you know, if he puts it all together, I, I guess I wouldn't be shocked. Uh, so far, that Twins rotation looks a lot stronger than anybody thought. Um, that's one that's kind of on my short list of uh, 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 coverage upcoming here. Okay, we'll look forward to that. Um... Obviously, also in the last few days here, the Pirates losing O'Neill Cruz reportedly until August with a broken leg. How much will baseball miss his skill set? Oh, he's you know he's a lot of fun. I mean that just that that kind of first of all you don't see six seven six foot seven shortstops. Um, that bat speed's pretty rare. It's like an Aaron Judge version of a shortstop, although uh, much more raw, uh, much more of a work in progress. But uh, still. Uh, really impressive young player, and the Pirates are off to uh, a surprisingly solid start at 6-4. and four. Um, Maybe there's a little bit of hope for them, at least in turning the corner from being just a totally miserable operation. I don't know. Um, Dan, my, uh, my colleague Dan Zimborski wrote about uh, the, the Cruz injury at, uh, um, uh, at Fangraphs. I think the good news is this isn't a season-ender. Uh, at least not yet. I thought it was potentially a season-ender when I first saw the clip. And, uh, um, you know, it's uh, uh, we're going to miss him, though. My biggest concern about him is, you know, you mentioned 6-7, and, you know, you know, I know there's no, quote, collisions at second base anymore, but there's still wear and tear to play shortstop. And I oh, yeah. wonder how long he can survive that, being a big guy like he is. Yeah, I think, you know, long-term, I don't know that he's a shortstop forever. Um, if he can hit that, you know, if he can hit that, uh, uh, that bat will play uh, just about anywhere, though. You know, if he's a first baseman or, or a center fielder or, or whatever. But <clears throat> for the moment, it makes sense to, to challenge him and to see whether he can play shortstop. And, and hopefully um, he gets back out there and uh, gets the reps that he needs to, to show he can do it. Speaking of shortstops, uh, Anthony Volpe of the Yankees hitting 129. They have other shortstop options. How long can they stick with him if he continues to struggle at the plate like this? Um, you know, I think they're going to give him a few more weeks here. I mean, he's he hasn't looked overwhelmed. He's you know he's walking almost 14 percent of the time. Uh, he has not hit the ball very hard. I think that's you know more concerned about. I guess the question is. You know, what's this doing to his psyche? Um, he seems like he's on an even keel, but, uh, um, you know, you can only struggle for so long before the, before they'll start to do something about it. I think they'll give him more than just, uh, um, you know, just another week here. But uh, um, I know that um, uh, Oswaldo Peraza is nursing an injury down at AAA, uh, so yeah. that may be part of the equation as well. Um, you know, we may see Volpe uh, sitting occasionally for Isaiah kind of falefa uh, here and there. Um, you know, to, to get him back on, you know, to get him back, uh, give him uh, the occasional mental rest here. But uh, um, I still think it's you know it, it's early for the Yankees to push the panic button. 
Um, they obviously believe in this guy, or they wouldn't have had him in their opening day lineup uh, after just 22 games in AAA. But, uh, um, you know, they're going to have to uh, uh, grin and bear it for a bit here, and you know, because I think that uh, sending him down this quickly uh, after his struggles could, could create, uh, uh, you know, bigger problems down the road for him. The ESPN Sunday night crew before and during the Braves and Padres game talked about Shohei Otani maybe signing with the Padres next offseason. Uh, before I heard that, pretty much all I'd heard about Otani was going to the Dodgers. So what have you heard about Otani's future? Well, we also hear about the Mets as well. Um, you know, the way that the Mets and the Padres are spending money, I mean, I guess it wouldn't be a total surprise, but I, I still have a hard time seeing how... Um, if you're the Padres and you've already got uh, three guys at 280 million or more on the payroll, you're going to fit one that's going to come in at like, you know, probably 500 million. Um, you know, if not more, it's just uh, you're going to have to move somebody at that point um, to sustain that that kind of payroll. But uh, I think it's anybody's guess what's going to happen here right now, and um, you know, we're all just we're all just. Uh, spitballing in, in terms of the places he could go. Um, I think uh, particularly uh, the Dodgers could be very motivated, uh, you know, to keep him in California, you know, to keep him in their part of California after uh, uh, cleaning up their payroll this past winter. They've got, you know, they, they're they're much more set up to take on uh, uh, another big salary than than the Padres are, or, or even the Mets. Speaking of Otani, how much of the World Baseball Classic and the drama and you know, everything going on there build momentum for the start of this MLB season? Uh, you know, I think it was a great advertisement for baseball and a great advertisement for Otani, and, and uh, I had so much fun watching it. Didn't get to cover it uh, to the to, uh, very much here. I, I, I would like to have, but we had uh, some folks on site, and uh, we kept them uh, uh, at the forefront of our coverage, but. Uh, you know, and it, you get down to the final, the final batter, and it's Shohei Otani versus Mike Trout. That's an all-timer, um, and, and just so much drama. And uh, Otani has uh, hasn't missed a beat here. He's hitting well. He's pitching well. Uh, Mike Trout's hitting well. I mean, it all just, you know. Unfortunately, we got a couple injuries. That you know, like the the Edwin Diaz knee injury that uh, uh, have left a bad taste in some people's mouths. But uh, to me, I think the, the World Baseball Classic was a massive success, and. Uh, um, you know, really uh, holds a lot of promise going forward as a marquee event. You know, those injuries you mentioned, obviously Altuve getting hit too, but those things happen yeah. in spring training. Is kind of a sure. I thought that was kind of a cheap shot to the World Baseball Classic. I I agree, but you know, you're you're never going to get uh, a disgruntled Mets fan to agree with you on that. <laughs> and believe me, I'm I I, I have uh, more than a few of them in my ear. A uh, disgruntled Mets fan is kind of redundant, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Is there any other kind of Mets fan? I don't think so. Not right now. Okay, Jay, we appreciate it as always. We'll be talking throughout the season. Thanks. Always appreciate it. Yep, sounds great, Bob. Look forward to talking to you again. Take care. All right. Jay Jaffe of Fangraphs. Excellent stuff, as always, from Jay.